This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. My name is Samantha Moppet, and I am a legal writing professor at Suffolk University Law School. As you may already know, correspondence with clients, counsel, and others is probably the most frequent type of writing that you will do as an attorney, regardless of your area of practice. While you have already heard about one form of correspondence, client letters, Today I would like to speak about another form of correspondence that you are familiar with, email. Email can be a great way to communicate because of its speed, but it is frequently used carelessly and ineffectively, which can cause serious problems for both you and your client. Although you may use email to informally communicate with your family and friends, emails that you send professionally as an attorney are in essence an electronic letter and therefore must follow basic email conventions. There are three general rules of email etiquette that you want to keep in mind when using email as a means of communication. 1. Think before you type. 2. Draft a professional email. And 3. Think before you hit send or reply. First, think before you type. The first thing that you need to ask yourself before drafting an email is whether you should place the information that you need to convey in an email. Before typing an email, Consider any client confidentiality issues that may arise. Anytime you send an email, you run the risk that an unintended third party will intercept the message or that the message will be revealed to unintended third parties. If the disclosure to an unintended third party is seen as a waiver of the attorney-client privilege, then the attorney-client privilege will not protect the information that is disclosed. Bottom line, do not send confidential material via email even between members of the firm, without first asking your supervising attorney. If you receive permission to send confidential material, make sure your email contains your employer's confidentiality warning. This warning will caution the recipient about confidentiality concerns and instruct the recipient what to do if the message was mistakenly sent to them. Another thing to consider before deciding to type an email is that emails have an infinite lifespan. Even if an email is deleted, the email may not be gone forever. Emails can be retrieved even after they have been deleted. In addition, emails may be discoverable in litigation and may be used as evidence. Therefore, you should think twice about typing an email that contains information that you do not want others to see. In fact, President Bush has acknowledged that he does not use email, and according to media reports, neither does Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice or former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. Second, if you decide that email is a proper means to communicate with your audience, make sure that you draft a professional email. Because people tend to use email informally with family and friends, one of the major complaints about email is that they are not professional. Your email is not anonymous. It has your name on it and represents you as a lawyer. Therefore, you want the email to convey that you are smart and dependable. First, when drafting an email, always keep in mind that the email that you are writing is invariably one of many in your recipient's inbox. Therefore, make sure that the subject line is sufficiently specific and provides a brief summary of your message. Now on to the body of the email. As with letters sent via snail mail, begin the email with an appropriate salutation such as dear. In the body of the email, paraphrase the question that you are responding to. In addition, the body of the email should be written in full sentences with proper capitalization. 
The paragraphs should be short and concise and limited to what fits onto one screen because many people will simply delete a message that is longer. If you have a lot of information to convey in the email, the alternatives are to send it in an attachment or send a letter. Finally, at the end, make sure that you include an appropriate closing, such as sincerely, best regards, yours truly, or warmly, and sign the email with your name and contact information. While you may want to create an automatic signature, avoid including quotes, pictures, or similar extras in your signature that may come across as unprofessional. Tone is also very important in drafting a professional email, as you want to make sure that you do not offend or anger the recipient unintentionally. Generally, the emails that you compose should be businesslike and polite. Avoid using sarcasm and humor in emails as they can be easily misunderstood. In addition, do not present material in all caps because the reader will interpret that as if you are yelling at them. Finally, to avoid sounding too informal, do not use popular email acronyms such as IMHO, in my humble opinion, or BTW, by the way, or multiple exclamation points or question marks. Although email provides a faster way to communicate, this is not a license to have typos, spelling errors, grammatical mistakes, or punctuation errors. When drafting an email, make sure that you take the time to proofread and edit the email as carefully as you would proofread and edit a letter. Third, once you have drafted the email, pause before you hit send or reply to avoid making a mistake that could adversely affect your client or yourself. First, ask yourself if it is appropriate to send the email to the intended recipient. One of the biggest complaints made by senior attorneys is that young associates do not respect the chain of command. Do not send an email to the managing partner simply because you can. If you would not speak with the email recipient about a particular issue, then do not email them. Before sending an email, you also want to confirm that you have correctly set forth who the email should be sent to. Beware of the reply all button. The news has been full of stories about people who have mistakenly sent an unfavorable or inappropriate email to everyone rather than the single intended recipient. Moreover, make sure that you have set forth the correct email address. Many email programs will now fill in an email address when you start to type in the recipient. Make sure that the email address is correct and not someone with a similar name. Just last month, there was a story about a partner who mistakenly sent a confidential email about his client to a New York Times reporter who had been following the case regarding the improper marketing of a drug. The email was intended for Brad Berenson, another attorney representing the client, and was mistakenly sent to Alex Berenson, a reporter. In addition to making sure that you have correctly identified the intended recipients, if the email includes attachments, make sure that you have in fact attached the right document. While the recipient may be disappointed that they did not receive the correct document, you may disclose confidential material from another case to third parties. Even if you have attached the correct document, be aware of metadata, which is not visible when a document is displayed on the computer screen, but is embedded in the document. Metadata means information about data and includes, among other things, information about the various revisions to the document. For example, hidden text, comments, and the time spent on the document. The easiest way to avoid disclosing this potentially damaging information is to email every document as a PDF file, because PDF files remove virtually all the metadata. 
Finally, make sure that you have, in fact, included the attachment that you told the recipient that you were attaching so that you can avoid sending the follow-up oops email that contains the intended attachment. Speed, one of the major benefits of email, can also be one of its major drawbacks. Therefore, before sending an email, particularly a response to an emotionally charged email, I also recommend that you adhere to the five-minute rule. That is, before hitting the send or reply button, wait five minutes and then reread the email. Only then, if you feel it is an appropriate response, should you send the email. Always remember that once an email is sent, it is gone and generally cannot be retrieved. Finally, it should go without saying that you should not send an email that you would be embarrassed of if your supervisor saw it. Refrain from sending or forwarding jokes, off-color emails, or chain letters from your work email account. Never assume that your emails are private. Many employers frequently retain and review the emails that you are sending and receiving, and attorneys have been fired for inappropriate use of email at work. In conclusion, while email provides an efficient and cost-effective means of communication, if used incorrectly or inappropriately, there can be devastating consequences for your client and your career. When using email, always 1. Think before you type. 2. Draft a professional email. And three, pause before you hit send or reply. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.